All right, how is it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we're talking to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Yuval Shalev, who is the CRO of Hunters. Yuval, welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, good morning, and thank you very much for having me here. You know, I'm very excited. I, I believe that I'm... Uh, I'm the first uh, Israeli founder on the podcast, so uh, greeting from Tel Aviv, and you know, if I'm going to do any mistakes in my English, please excuse my English, that's not my mother tongue, so bear with me. Yeah, no worries, so far you are doing it great, and I would love to just kind of dive right into what you're working on at Hunters. Uh, can you tell everyone who, isn't, who doesn't know about it what Hunters is? Yes, of course. Um, so Hunters is a, is a two-sided uh, freelance marketplace that uh, mainly connects startups with their dream customers. Um, the tool or the method that we are doing that is by using uh, a warm introduction uh, through the networks of uh, freelancers and other individuals, which we call Hunters. Uh, the name was also uh, uh, selected because we, we could have used this term as well. Um, hunters are usually professionals uh, who either work for or sold to the, the organization that they are connected to. That's, that's the uh, origin of the relationship with the organization. Um, so basically what Hunters does is actually show them the path uh, to your startup to the first sell meetings, utilizing, I think, one of the most powerful tools in B2B business, and that's personal referrals and warm introduction. All right, so let's walk through this because this is pretty much revolutionary because every company needs to spread the word. Every company needs sales. Um, and if you're lowering the barrier to find that talent, that is very powerful. So let's walk through, let's say I'm a CEO of an enterprise company who just needs, like we have product market fit and we just want to grow. Um, is that the type of company that will well, actually let me rephrase? What is the type of company that is the best fit with with hunters? And and with that type of company, how would they specifically use it? Would they request? I'm looking for this type of person. Would they kind of put a request out into the ethosphere? Um, how does that work? Right. right. So so as I mentioned, hunters is a is a two sided marketplace, uh, an online platform. Uh, so on the demand side, you have companies. Uh, usually you have startups and mid-sized companies because large corporations probably don't need our services in order to connect with customers. They have tens of thousands of them or hundreds, and so they are well connected. And they have a large sales force as well. Um, so the service is, is mainly uh, um, uh, focusing on small startups and, and mid-sized companies. Uh, this is the demand side. And on the supply side, as I mentioned, you have basically anyone who has solid relationship with organization and who is, who is motivated to make the introduction and get paid for it. Um, the platforms allow you know, the demand and the supplies to meet. Uh, as you correctly mentioned, from the startup uh, side, the process is very simple. You sign up, you, you open a, a profile that is mainly uh, about the company, you know, what you are looking for, what is your market, you know, all the questions that can help us to match the best hunters for you. Um, and uh, from, 
the other side, from the hunters, from the freelancer side, anyone can, of course, log in, it's free of charge, can open a profile. Um, and the profile, again, is, is, is very straightforward and simple, a little bit about yourself. And then the most important part, of course, is, is to list uh, uh, the enterprises that you are connected to. Uh, you know, what is the nature of the connection? What is the strength of this connection? Um, you know, for how many years you know them and, you know, which department you are connected to. You're not required to put anything personal. You're not required to upload your contact list. That's not what we are looking for. Uh, we are looking for uh, at the level of the department. So, for example, I'm connected to the CISO department. I'm connected to the um, finance department and so forth. Uh, that's good enough for us because we are not aiming to make a personal uh, connection to any specific individual in the organization. And then, of course, the startup can start and look uh, according to different criteria that they have, um, you know, banking, um, uh, healthcare, whatever, in New York, in California. Uh, I would like to be connected to companies up to 5,000 employees. I would like to connect to... You know, you can set up the criteria. Uh, that's one way to search. And, and the other way, of course, is just to mention, I want to meet Citibank in New York and I want to meet someone from the engineering department. And then, you know, the platform gives you the, uh, the results. You get a list of uh, potential hunters. Uh, you can see their profile. Uh, you can see, to, you know, how they are connected and with whom they are connected. Uh, and then you can, you know, decide with uh, which one you want to, to work um, based on his scoring, based on feedback that he has from previous companies that work with him. And of course, back, uh, based on the background that he mentioned with this specific uh, organization. Um, once you have selected the, the hunter that looks most fit to what you are looking for, uh, the next step is just to bring the hunter and the uh, startup on a call. We call it uh, the overview call. And, and this is the time and place when they need, they, you know, get to know each other. Uh, you know, the hunter wants to hear about the company, the product. Uh, and the company, of course, wants to understand better who is that hunter and how we can help them. Um, but if everything works fine and both sides are happy, uh, the only thing that uh, left is, is to decide who is actually qualified contact. You know, uh, we are, we would be interested to meet uh, head of engineering in Citibank uh, in New York area. That's, that's a qualified contact. And if the hunter can um, arrange such a, such a meeting, then the service was delivered. Um, just to emphasize, the warm introduction is not the deliverable. The deliverable is the actual meeting between the startup and the, uh, the qualified contact. Um, and that's it, basically. So just to make sure I understand it, that the whole process is, as I said, I, th I think is very smart and very intelligent for, for the market. Um, but at the very, very end, the, ultimately, the, the farthest the relationship goes with the hunter is getting a, a meeting with the person that the hunter knows, and then that, that hunter just goes out and tries to find another meeting. It, it's not like the hunter joins the company internally or, or is consulting. It's very transactional and that like, here's a meeting, great, I did my job. Yeah, so the answer is yes and no. 
the service, you know, because we, we uh, myself and Noam coming from 15, 20 years of experience in, in, in sales, in B2B sales, you know, we, are, we exactly know what are the frictions and, you know, we, it was very clear to us that we, are, we want to start with a very uh, uh, objective and a simple task uh, that we can measure uh, uh, and, you know, we can, we can actually deliver in a quick time and, and make both sides uh, happy with, uh, with the results. Uh, having said that, of course, what we see in reality is that, you know, a, a startup, let's say from Israel, is looking for banks in uh, New York, and then we, we match them with the hunter who is uh, 10, 15 years uh, a sales guy for banking, in, for the banking industries, and he connect them with Citibank and then Bank of America, and then the startup stop and say, whoa, that's amazing. You know, why, why shouldn't we take this guy and, you know, get his help with the entire uh, sales cycle? And that's happened naturally. Right now, we are not, uh, it, it is outside of the scope of the platform. We are happy to see that companies in Hunter are, you know, engaged in such a way because that's only, uh, you know, that's another added value that we can show. Uh, I can only assume that in the future, we will find a way also to, uh, you know, to put it inside the, inside the, uh, the platform, you know, to uh, govern it in, in a much better, provision it in a much better way, but definitely that's happened. So something I've seen in the industry is there the a lot of companies that are similar in this space, but don't go up to the meeting. They just go up to here is a someone that's qualified, um, you know, do whatever you want with them. And my yeah. experience, it's my experience with these companies is, you know, not the best. Uh, so I'm kind of curious what made you decide to go potentially the hard, down the, the potentially harder route of going all the way up to the introduction? Um, and why did you not just stop at the, uh, sorry, all the way up to the meeting? And why did you not stop at the introduction or the name? Um, how'd you make that product decision? Yeah, very simple. Just plain experience that we both have. We have been there. We have got contacts from friends, from friends of friends, from people on LinkedIn, from finders that gave us the name in return to some kind of a compensation, we have done everything. And the number of uh, times that you actually manage to meet this prospect, uh, you know, the statistics are not very good because at the end of the day, people are busy, people are engaging so many tasks daily, uh, and they need someone to take control they need someone to organize and make sure that this meeting happened. Um, and, and that's it. It's a plain, simple experience. Yeah, that's, uh, I like that a lot. Um, I love to hear about a little bit of the vision moving forward. You have quite a company on your hands. What does the next 10 years look like for you and beyond? Yes. So the vision that, you know, that we have uh, in mind goes way beyond um, the actual uh, uh, introduction or arranging the meeting. That's, that's a tool that's a very powerful tool in order to build a community, in order to build uh, uh, both sides of the market. Uh, but at the end of the day, as sales guys for many years, one of the things that we always missed is uh, uh, a one-stop shop for everything, for our go-to-market needs. 
you know, especially when, again, when you work for smaller companies, you know, if you work for Cisco or F5 or IBM, then you probably have a huge marketing and sales and, you know, so much, so much administrative help and other back offices help that you can get. But for smaller companies, you don't have this privilege. Uh, and what we always miss is a one-stop shop where you can get um, everything that you need in order to go to market uh, successfully. So it, this is actually the leads, which we are replacing by, you know, offering the meeting themselves. You know, we're not offering leads. We are offering you a short path to the meeting itself, actually bypassing the whole marketing path of generating the, the leads. That's one thing. Another thing that, you know, we just discussed about it, you know, on top of making the introduction, you are going to meet very talented freelancer, independent sales guys that are on the platform. You can hire any of them if, if you know, they, they prove, you know, the proof is in the pudding, right? I can arrange you 10 meetings with 10 banks in America. You know, you are probably good enough for what I need right now. Let's do something. Let's, Let's, let's give you the, the power to represent us. Let's use you as a channel or as an agent. Uh, and that's another thing that, you know, it's very challenging today to find, you know, suitable agents, suitable freelancers, independent sales rep um, with the platform and with the ability to score and, and, and uh, uh, record everything. Uh, over time, we'll be able to provide you a very objective scoring mechanism so you can actually select make an educated selection of the freelancer that you work with and you don't have to depend on a friend of a friend reference that say well that's a great guy um, and i think that the next uh, evolution will be to actually utilize the the data that we are going to have on the platform um, you know we are going to to have a very unique layer of data which doesn't exist today because uh, there is no professional network or social network that actually um, you know store or store your, your relationship right on LinkedIn you open a profile and you build your profile as a CV where you work and for how many years but it doesn't tell you if you were an HP sales guy in New York with whom you are connected to which account you have sold or you know, all this information is, is, is not, uh, is not uh, you know, available today. And that's exactly the type of information that we have to have in order to generate and, and deliver this, uh, these meetings. Uh, and this layer is, is, is very interesting uh, in terms of uh, sales intelligence, in, in, in terms of heat maps. Um, you know, imagine a startup that is, uh, you know, thinking about or considering, you know, the go-to-market strategy. Uh, is it the U.S.? Is it Asia? Uh, and, and we can provide them, you know, a very good and solid insight about where companies of their type are actually active today. Where customers that are looking for similar solution are open to meet. And that can, you know, steer their decision in terms of territory, in terms of uh, geography, uh, in terms of industry even you know, just by utilizing, you know, the information that we are going to have on the system. And that's very interesting part for us, at least, very exciting part of what we are going to do. 
you're pretty much every startups and mid-sized companies dream uh, and the vision that you're painting is uh, is gonna be is gonna be awesome and as someone in you know in startup land and 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 likes building companies I probably will be a customer in the future as well so that that's fantastic um, something that, yeah something I want to shift to a little bit is going a little bit away from hunters and into just the general realm of uh, distribution, of sales, of, of taking your product and convincing someone else to part with their money to, to use that product. Um, I'll start with a just a very high level question and then we can drill down from there. Um, but in your experience um, growing companies, growing sales orgs, um, let's just start with high level thoughts on what it takes to build a, a um, kind of powerful and effective sales organization. Um, and how to uh, just how to how to be efficient um, when selling a product and, and build a distribution arm that's powerful. Yeah, that's that's you know a million dollar question, and and uh, you know um, part of the answer you know after working in, in so many startups and then you know corporate bigger corporate, um, it's it's really depend on the type of industry and, and obviously on, on the culture of, of the company, um, where and when you know you should start building uh, your sales organization. Uh, one of the lessons that I've learned is that you know um, first of all you know sales is the foundation of the success. You know sales is actually the um, the revenue generating engine in the company. And obviously, it's an expensive, you know, part of the company. Uh, and you better get the best talented that you can get on the market. Um, but again, that, that's a very expensive um, effort. And, and therefore, uh, you should start doing that on the right, in the right timing. Uh, and the right timing is usually when you are confident enough that you have uh, a real product or a mature enough product to offer to your potential customers. Uh, you know, putting the, the cart before the horse here will have a devastating effect in terms of budget, in terms of frustration and disappointment. And if the sales guys are not happy, uh, and, and if the sales campaign is not successful, that's very quickly drilling into other departments in the company. You know, engineering starting to hear stuff that, you know, the product is not going, you know, there's some kind of effect to that that you should definitely avoid in startups. Um, so I think that, you know, choosing the right timing to start building the organization uh, is very critical. Sometimes you get lots of pressure from your board, from the investors, you know, you're hearing stuff like, you know, Take the money that we gave you, grow fast, you know, bring some sales guys, start hitting the market, start bringing us results. And, you know, you, you have to live under this pressure knowing, and you as the founder, you know that, that now it's not the right time and you better push back your investors and your board and wait for the right timing to, to actually meet the market. Um, that's my first insight about you know building something successful which is related to sales um, maybe the second thing that i'm always you know trying to keep in my focus is the sales culture 
in terms of, you know, what, what, what is a successful sales team in terms of, you know, what culture do you want to have inside the, the team? Um, and for me, with sales guys, it was always uh, the emotional connection to the company, to the product. You know, sales are world warriors. They travel a lot. They are spending, you know, 50, 60, 70% out of the time of, out of the office. Uh, they are not fully engaged with the culture, with the people in the company. Um, and to some extent, they're emotionally remote. You know, they are very focused on doing a single task. And that's perfect. You know, they should be focused on that specific task and that's selling. But as a sales leader, as a manager, you should always keep in mind that people function better, much, much better, when they are emotionally engaged, where they are connected to the company, where they feel that the product is, you know, they know the product very well, they appreciate the product, they can sell anything. But there is a different, a huge difference in sell where you actually fully engage and believe in the company and the product and the sell where you are 70% engaged and committed. And, and I've, I've, seen, I've seen both, you know, I see, I've seen people fighting for, you know, to win, the, to win the account and to win the deal, you know, under unbelievable, you know, condition and very tough competition, everything, and they still can do it. And they can do it, I think, because of the emotional part, because of the commitment to the people, to the product, and so forth. So I want to dive into that first point a little bit, mainly because I've had personal experience and pain um, with hiring a sales team too early. So uh, let's talk about that moment when uh, you know it's the right time. And it's obviously not binary. It, it's a little, it's kind of a feeling with data. But how, uh, let's say I'm, I'm just going to paint you my, my situation from a year ago. I was the single year salesperson for my company, scaled mm-hmm. it up to, to $25,000 in monthly recurring revenue. And uh, um, got it to a point where we were like trying to, uh, raise a raise some money, um, but it was the sales were 100% reliant on me. I've never trailed a salesperson before in my life, and I think that there are a lot of companies in this position where the original founder, like you know, they they scale it, then they gotta multiply themselves. And I did it wrong. I I, I mistimed it, and it did it didn't work out super well. I'm kind of curious. Um, when do you? think is the perfect time or maybe a better question is how should founders think about um, when to pull the trigger on hiring that first salesperson and it's not too early but it's not too late as well right um, first of all I think that founders and, and I completely aware that you know the majority of founders and we talked a little bit about that before are not coming from the domain of sales and business development and they're technical and some of them even doesn't feel very comfortable to sit in front of the customers and, and whatever. But I think that in order to do your job and function properly as a founder, you must meet the market earliest as possible. Um, one of your duties as a founder is to start the first sale processes, to be part of them, uh, to take the, your concept or your alpha or your beta or whatever you have to potential customer, get the feedback, fill the market, 
understand your ecosystem, understand your competition and the alternative that these customers have uh, for your product or solution, that's, that's a must. Then it, it's also going to give you some sense of, uh, of the timing. When you start to hear a customer talking with you about pilots and about potential corporations and, you know, and, and you, are, you are confident with the product that it can handle a pilot or uh, some kind of a trial free of charge or whatever condition that uh, you agree with this customer. That, that's one signal that, you know, now it's the time to bring in some professional to the game. They should take it uh, for, you know, more accounts, more potential customers. They can uh, enhance and develop the, uh, you know, the, uh, the business model and the negotiation phase of everything. Um, so that, that's, that's one way uh, that I think founders should find out when, when is the right uh, time for them to go the feedback that they get from the market and they must, again, I'm saying it again and again, but they must collect it personally, not by agents and not by whatever proxies that they have in the market. Uh, and I think that in general, uh, there should always be a very open communication with the product and your engineering department. And I think that as a rule of thumb, you know, if you know that the release that you want to bring to the market is going to, uh, to be available, let's say in the next quarter, something like three months in advance, that's the time that I will have the first sales guys on board, not starting the hiring process on board, something no more, no less than three months before I'm actually planning to go to the market with the product. That's a very good time for training, for the learning curve, for building motivation, for you know, building the energies and wrap it all up, you know, have a nice sales kit in hand uh, and enough planning, you know, and then release the guy to go to the market and start actually you know, uh, doing the, the, the sales. So you mentioned in there briefly that, um, well, we mentioned multiple times that the founder or one of the founders should be very intimate with the uh, uh, go kind of the go to market sales process. And you said that they should be creating processes and and whatnot and documenting kind of how it all works. Um, this is kind of again personally again uh, this is something that I think I could have done way better when I was working on my company. Um, so I'd love to hear if you're talking to a first-time founder who's, who's the salesperson um, who eventually wants to hire other salespeople, how do you think about putting down processes? Do you have a framework for what to write down? Do you write down everything? Um, how, do you, how do you build out sales processes? You refer to the sale processes or the hiring of the... Um, the so what I mean is from when I was a... When I was a founder and building this company, I heard from a lot of people like document how it works, document how it works. So when someone comes in, they can just, there's a playbook and they can, they can start, start using that playbook. I guess what I'm talking about is how, what are some tips or strategies that you have for creating that playbook? So when someone comes in, they're ready to roll and ready to rock. Ultimately, I guess once you make that first hire, how do you make sure they're set up for success? Yeah, well, again, that's, that's really depend on the, on the product and the company. You know, if you're talking about a highly technical uh, product, uh, in most cases, even in small startup, uh, you have to couple every sales guys 
uh, with someone, you know, uh, technical enough. It can be a pre-sales guy, sales engineer, or, you know, with, in startup with no real budget for that, even someone from the engineering department who is good, you know, in customer facing tasks and, you know, good in presenting or whatever, choose the best guy and, uh, and, and, do, and do that together. Uh, the salespersons need to focus here more about uh, understanding the market, about uh, building the right go-to-market plan in terms of identifying who are the best potential for this product. You know, who in this organization is the right person for the first sales meeting and who is the decision maker and, and build, you know, the plan. Uh, build the guidelines around, you know, how you are actually going to go to the market. The technical stuff probably other people will, will cover. If the product is, is non-technical and much more easier to, to sell and to pitch about, then obviously, you know, with the proper training and explanation, definitely in a small startup or the founder themselves usually do this training. Um, so you're probably covered. Uh, but I think that the first thing to do is actually do the homework and do the planning and uh, build a, a go-to-market plan that is built on one hand on the experience that I just uh, mentioned, what the, start, what the founders have collected when they you know, validate the market, when they research the market, when they have met the first potential customers, that's one part. And the second part is what the, sell, the professional sales guys with 20 years of experience bring into this game, and that should give you a complete uh, go-to-market plan in, in that case. Yeah, definitely. That, that's very helpful. Um, so I have one more question for you as the Zoom time is, is ticking down. I, you know, I know that starting a company and scaling a company is not easy. And as kind of someone running it, uh, you know, and, and creating it, it is, you can use all the help you can get. Um, and you got all these people that are listening to this podcast that are able to help, willing to help um, with whatever you might need. So my question to you is what is something that the forward thinking founders community can do to help you with your mission uh, to, uh, you know, to grow and uh, yeah, how can we help? First of all, because we are uh, a community of founders, then I can only assume that uh, a large part of the listeners are actually, you know, good good uh, potential for for being our customers as well you know our our vision our mission is actually to help startup to grow uh, and we are doing that in a very unique way that you know never never tested before never done before um, so you know please check out check us out you know hunters.io is, is the website visit the site, sign up, you know, if you like what we are doing, you know, that, that's great. Uh, we are also always eager to get feedbacks from other founders and young startup in order to make our service better, our offering much better and fit for their needs. So feel free to contact us anytime or visit our New York office. Um, you are welcome. Coffee is on us. All right, y'all heard it here first. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing your vision for hunters and your expertise on sales. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much.